0: Beautiful. Well, good morning, C3 Silverwater. Just give me a wave this morning. It is uh, an absolute delight to be here with you today. It's been too long between drinks, can I say? I think Pat came and um, was here with you maybe a month or so ago, but I haven't been with you since before COVID. So um, it's just a delight to be here. Just give me a wave if I haven't met you before because you're, um, you've joined great. I love that. I love that I haven't met you before. Um, My husband and I, let me just explain what we do. We have eight locations across Sydney and my husband and I oversee all eight. So we pop in and pop out of the different locations. And I just want to say on behalf of Pastor Phil and Chris and my husband, how grateful we are for Alex and Justin. Who is grateful for your amazing location pastors? I love these guys with all my heart they're not my son and my, my daughter but they feel like it sometimes they're in my heart and I'm so proud of them they've done an incredible job of leading this location and uh, cracking two services in the last month so um, I can mention what's that? those my glasses excuse me while I pick up my glasses here we go every day on purpose can you say that with me church? every day on purpose does that sound intentional? Yes. You know, I love this theme. I love the intentionality. I'm a, When I'm not a pastor, I'm a life coach. And so I like intentional. I like willful choices. And I like the choice of living every day on purpose. I love the notion and the huge possibility of what would it look like if each and every one of us across C3SYD all believers all around the world lived every day on purpose. Can you just imagine what effect that would have on the lives that we could touch, living every day on purpose? I actually asked for the video to be shown again because I want to speak out of the scripture that was shown in the video. And it's from Romans 12 verse 1. Excuse me, just find my voice here. It's from the Message Version, and it says this. And I love the, just the, the casualness of how this starts. So here's what I want you to do. I love that. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Just realised I've got this lovely music behind me. I can, it's all good. I will release you from playing. (laughs) Thank you so much, Wilson. Thank you. You've had a bit of a head shave since I last seen you. I love this encouragement, our everyday, ordinary life. I wanted just to flash past your your mind for a moment. What does your everyday, ordinary, usual, regular, mundane, Monday to Sunday life look like? Well, God is saying here that it all can be done for a purpose and with purpose. That the 24 hours of your life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life, can be done with purpose. But I want to highlight something in this scripture. It says here, take... Your, or, your everyday ordinary life and place it before God as an offering. You know, Pastor Alex just led us in a moment of surrender. And I believe before you can have everyday purpose, you actually have to make the bigger decision to take your whole life, your whole being, your whole forever and put it before God as an offering I remember the first time I did that I believe there's moments in our life where we do that but there's also just a general attitude that you can have but the significant moments are significant where you actually sometimes bow on your knee and go God my life I place in your hands as an offering to you I met Jesus when I was 18 I asked Jesus into my heart and in that moment he became my saviour because I thanked him and received what he did on the cross for me. And at that moment I received eternal life. At that time I was dating Pat and uh, he gave me this little book. I think I'd been walking with Jesus for four months. He gave me this little book and I was about to go on a holiday with my parents to Fiji. That's a nice place to go, isn't it? And this little book said was called, Make My Life Count. Lord, make my life count. I read this little book and it said that I have gifts, I have a calling, I have purpose, but I first and foremost have to just hand my life to Jesus. And I remember in the hotel room, I said, Lord, I don't know what my gifts, my calling, my whatever is. But the one thing I do know is I want my life to count. I want to make a difference. I want to serve you. I want to get to the end of my life and go that you say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. I want to make an impact in this world. And I want to just ask you, before we go into the living every day on purpose is have you actually, before God, placed your whole life in his hand as an offering? And there's been also moments where I've had to redo that. There's times I always believe before a significant decision, God says, will you do it again, Amanda? Will you surrender afresh your life? And so let me just encourage you today. Maybe there's time that you need to just spend on your knees before God afresh and say lord here's my life afresh. Today our theme is called hit refresh on the everyday. Can you say that with me? Hit refresh on every day. You know I don't know about you but when I think of hit refresh I think of my computer. And something you know the internet might have gone out or something's got stuck. And you got to go hit refresh. And that little circle up the top a fresh downloads the web page who knows that feeling you're not actually downloading a new page you're just getting fresh information or a fresh data download and I believe today some of you don't need a whole new page some of you just need a little tweak a little hit refresh on a few things in your life about your everyday. and so I want to share today three things that I think we might need to hit refresh on. And the first one is hit refresh on our perspective. Now, our perspective is how we perceive things or how we see things. And it's really important that we actually recognise that we live out of what we see. And so if we're seeing wrong or seeing distorted or seeing tainted then we're not living maybe out of the best. And I believe today God wants to just refresh our perspective or even give us a new perspective. And I believe God is doing something in his church at this time. I believe that God is shifting. You know, Pastor Al was sharing before about the church. And about a couple of months ago, I said, Lord, what are you doing in the church at this time during COVID? I've got my bodum. Here's my bodum, it's my prop. And I don't know why, but the Holy Spirit led me to think of a bodum when I asked him the question, Lord, what are you doing in your church at this time? And the picture I saw was actually the bodum pushed up like this. You know, you put your coffee in here and you have this raised. And I was drawn to the pinnacle up the top and I felt the Lord say, Our focus has been up the top. Our focus has been coming to church on Sunday. Our focus has been on buildings. Our focus has been on the pulpit. Our focus has been on the preacher. Our focus has been on the ministry. Our focus has been on the conference. But guess what? I'm shifting the focus. And what does the focus look like? I need to put this down or can I have, Jason, can you run up and hold this for me so so we can do this together? This is what God is doing. I saw the hand of God saying, I'm pushing everything down. I'm pushing it. And I don't know about you, but when you've got coffee in there, it's really hard to push it down sometimes. So pushing, sorry, Jessen, here we go. Well, I'm pushing it down. I'm pushing the focus down to the people. I'm pushing the focus down to everyone, every day, everywhere they are. And then I literally saw this thing bust. I saw the whole thing burst and the coffee go everywhere. And that, to me, is a symbol of what the church is. The church is the body of Christ. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing out in the community, God is pushing the focus down. Thank you, Jessen. <laughs> I appreciate it. Sorry, Jessen. <laughs> Thank you. So God is shifting our perspective of church. But I also think we might need a personal shift of perspective. You know, sometimes when we think purpose, we can think of purpose as a grandiose thing that one day I'm going to run into. Or one day I'm going to do this big thing. The earth's going to shake and yes, I've fulfilled my purpose. Well, I want to defy today that small is really... Sorry, defy? What's the word? I want to defy big and really champion small. That purpose can be found in the small moments and interactions. You know, I loved what this video media piece said. I don't know if you caught it, but it said this. Jesus, he lived every day on purpose. Every conversation, every interaction, every miracle, every teaching, every relationship. The small mundane moments to earth-shaking, history-defining ones. I want you not to wait for the big purpose thing in your life. Recognise today that purpose is fulfilled in the small. I also want you to recognise that it's not something one day you'll reach in your future. Purpose is found in the here and now. It's found in the today. When I was... Um, young married, I think I had a child who was one, it was, I was in my late 20s and I really had no idea what our future looked like, my husband and I, I had no idea and I was really struggling and I actually remember praying, I was on my bed and I said, Lord, I want to know what our calling is, I want to know what our future looks like, where are you taking us, what are we going to do for you and it was a call, it was a cry. And I heard the Holy Spirit say this to me. He said, Amanda, don't worry about your future. You do today what I've asked you to do today, and your future calling will look after itself. And so today is important. This series has been going for a few weeks and I thought because this series is on I want to see what Jesus did in his everyday ordinary going about eating, drinking, working life and so what I did was I reread the book of Mark and when I normally read the Bible I really dive down and I dig in but I didn't do that this time. What I did was I sat in a cafe for two hours and I just skimmed through the whole book of Mark. And I just got a picture of what was Jesus' life like over those three years. And I wrote some notes and got a sense of how Jesus lived every day on purpose. Let me share with you what I observed. Jesus very easily outworked his purpose every day. It happened very naturally in the places he went, who he interacted with and what he did. So let me tell you, where did Jesus go? And when I share these things, I want you to think, well, where do I go? This is where Jesus went, but where do I go? And where could my purpose be at work in the everyday? He went to the synagogue, the temple courts, the marketplace, people's homes, sat at dining tables, walked around the lake, went to the fields, the countryside, the mountain, the roads, the villages and cities. He sat on boats, on donkeys. He went to the well and he went to weddings every day. Who did he do life with? The people that Jesus did life with were his 12 disciples, but there were three that really were special to him, Peter, James, and John, and he hung out with them a bit more. He hung out with families, spent a lot of time with the crowd, the religious, strangers, children, tax collectors, the marginalized, the sick, and the poor. I want to just say quite boldly, that it's interesting that Jesus' purpose was always with people. It was always about people. And if you're task oriented and more project-focused, you know, God's calling and purpose is in that for you, but don't forget people, because it's our interactions and what we leave and can bless and build in people that is actually what's going to be eternally significant. And what did he do? I want you to think now, what do I do well? He walked. You know what? I realised as I read, Jesus did a lot of walking. As he walked, he had conversations. He ate. Some people that he met, he called to follow. Others he challenged. He preached. He taught. He told stories. He healed. He delivered. And mostly he showed love and compassion. So it's simple. Purpose is found in places, people, and in the activities that we do. I want to ask you today what does your everyday look like? And could we hit refresh on you seeing that purpose is not just about coming here on Sunday and please hear me, let's be involved in team. But your purpose is found every day of the week in wherever you are, whatever you do, purpose can be found. The second hit refresh is refresh on our pursuits. What are you pursuing? You know, I really, I like this word, pursue. It, it, it reminds you know, Al, Pastor Al was talking about leaning in. I think if you're pursuing something, you're leaning in. Would you agree? There's something about being passionate about what you pursue. There's something about putting something as a high priority of the things that you pursue. But sometimes our pursuits are good. They can be for our soul, which we need. Like I know Pastor Al can I dob on you. Loves golf. Healthy pursuit. Yes. But if he did it every day of the week for 40 hours, then he's not really building the kingdom. And so we need to have soul pursuits, but we need to have pursuits too that are going to affect the kingdom of God. That include people that are not necessarily that you're comfortable with, that are in your world all the time. Sometimes God wants us to bring someone else into our world that is not comfortable and for us to do things that are not comfortable. You know, it's interesting, just I felt like God hit refresh on me only two days ago in this area of pursuit. My mother passed away about six weeks ago and it's, it's kind of a weird thing to say but my sister and I now have an inheritance. And I've got a little bit of spending money that I've never had before. And I've been thinking, oh, I can buy this, I can renovate my house, I can do. And and the pursuits and the projects uh, have just like whoa, have risen up and I felt the Lord say, "Yes, they're all okay, but let's just let's just temper. Let's just pursue in in a pace that you can manage, girl. And so what are the pursuits? And I do believe in COVID time, our pursuits sometimes might have changed. I think we've been withdrawn into a comfortable, uh, for some of us, into a comfortable family and maybe Netflix too much or I don't know, whatever it is that you pursue. But God's saying, let's pursue the things of Him. Let's pursue the things Romans 12, 10 to 11 says this. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Devoted. Let's just pause there for a moment. Be devoted to one another in love. Devotion is like a real commitment, a heart-longing commitment to be. Honour one another above yourselves. But now listen to this. Never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. I love this word zeal. It's like passionate pursuits for a reason. Let me just ask you today, just to have a realistic ask of yourself, what am I pursuing? What are my passions? And just put them with eternity in perspective. Put the Kingdom in perspective. The third thing that I think we can hit refresh on is our initiatives. Our initiatives. You know, I love the word initiative because it means that you actually make a willful choice to do something. You initiate something. You do something that um, requires a decision. And I believe God wants us to have a refresh on doing some initiatives that we might not normally do. Let's just think of Jesus for a moment. Jesus was with people all the time, or not all the time, but a lot of the time. But he was not called to every person in every situation. And I think when we are learning to do initiatives, we have to learn the promptings of the Holy Spirit And I want to just talk for a moment on initiatives when we're living every day on purpose need to come out of Holy Spirit promptings. And now, how does the Holy Spirit talk to us? And let me just share some of the ways that the Holy Spirit led Jesus. The Holy Spirit led Jesus through his senses, through what he saw. He saw things, he saw people... And then the Holy Spirit said, go and do something. Let me give you an example. Simon and Andrew were fishing. Jesus saw them and he went and talked to them. Nathaniel was sitting under a fig tree. Jesus saw him and went and prophesied over him. Zacchaeus, the tax collector, was sitting under a tree and Jesus said, made a conversation said, I want to come back to your house. And then he led him into salvation. He heard. He heard some sick people calling out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And he responded because he heard. He was told that Peter's mother-in-law was sick. He responded to someone else telling him something. And he went to the house. And I love this. It says he reached out and pulled her up and she was well. He responded with his heart. Often, Jesus, it says, was moved with compassion. And it was compassion that actually led the way for a miracle to happen. When he saw the 5,000 people who were sitting hungry, you know what his reaction was? Compassion. And out of that compassion, he did a miracle and fed the 5,000. One day he was walking the streets and there was a funeral procession. He looked in to the coffin and saw a young man and saw a grieving mum. What rose up? Compassion. And what did he do? He looked in the coffin and said, Rise up, son. And up he got. That's a pretty cool day, isn't it? Son returned to mum. I want you to hit refresh today on the simple ways that the Holy Spirit leads you. In the everyday, the Holy Spirit is at work in you. The Holy Spirit is at work in what you see. The Holy Spirit is at work in your heart when you feel drawn to something, feel sad, feel compassion, feel injustice feel angry, the Holy Spirit is at work. And the Holy Spirit will lead you then to do something. Maybe initiate a conversation, invite someone back, buy someone coffee. And one of the most powerful things that you can do is actually bring God into that interaction. Sometimes you don't, it's not always appropriate. Sometimes it's just be kind and that can be the bridge. But sometimes it's, let's bring God into this interaction. You know, Pastor Phil came in and shared with the leadership team recently that he has a heart to see a revolution in our people of offering to pray for one another and to simply ask people, can I pray for you? Or how can I pray for you? Not just here on the altar or out in your connect group, but at work. On the bus, you see something, hear something, can I pray for you? Well, I knew this, and so I said, Lord, give me an opportunity. I want to be ready. And the other day I was walking along Kirk Curl curl Beach with a girlfriend, and we were having a good yarn, good heart-to-heart chat. And this woman walked past me, and she was sort of walking in a weird way, and it caught my attention. I saw something. And then I noticed that she had blood coming down her face. And I stopped this conversation and I said, are you all right? What's happened? Can I help you? And she said, I was jogging and I fell over and I hurt myself. And so I just expressed kindness. That was my first thing I did to her. I reached out and I said, can I get you water? Are you in shock? Do you need to sit down? Can I ring someone for you? She said, no, it's, I'm okay. That's, that's all done. And then I felt the Holy Spirit say, offer to pray for her. And so there and then, outside, I said, can I pray for you? You know what? People rarely say no to prayer. In that moment, I felt compassion rise in me for this woman. I, I got almost teary as I prayed for her. And I just said, Lord, I ask that you be with this lady who's just fallen over. Her body's hurting. And I ask that you will be with her and that she'll know your love and your peace. And she started to get a bit emotional. And there was such a beautiful presence of the Holy Spirit in that one beautiful moment. So let me encourage you today, church. Let's see our every day in a new way. Your everyday, ordinary life, who you're with, where you go, whatever you do. And reach out. Let's get out of our comfort zone a bit. Let's hit refresh. On seeing that God has got God purposes in our everyday.